little excitement. Yes, we do. Thing, all right. Jay. So put your microphones down, Kath and Brenton. Yep. All right, and the up. listeners at home can do this. Put it down. Sorry. Sorry. So you have to put your arms up yep. as if you're like double banging on a door, let me the fuck in. Okay? Yep. And then shake them from side to side, in and out. All right. Oh, I'm teed up here. <laughs> right. uh-huh. so yeah, ready. That and the combination of the meatloaf song that we played before should get us through. How was your week, Catherine? Hey, it was a great week. Um, really exciting week because it's December now. Woohoo! It turned yes. December in the uh, in the past week. Um, summer after. has started. Summer really only started today officially, I think. How was your week, Brenton? Um, oh, look, I've I've had a little bit of a, a, a cold slash. Fluey type thing go go around. And Ooh. Oh, Brendan, do you have a man cold? Man cold, man cold oh, is horrible. Um, but what's worse is when you are responsible for passing it on to the significant other, and they cop it, and then you cop it twice because they're saying, "Why'd you give it to me?" And then, so not only have you had it, now you're and yeah, then you're if you get over it, it to me. and the partner passes it back to you, which is possibly on the cards, um, doubly quadruply as bad. I just think for the, the whole month of December, I might as well just be copying it. Oh, I did it. I was trying to pick up my watch with my toes. You did were. you do that? Uh, no. You know, like, <laughs> monkeys pick up things from their toes, and we're, allegedly, we're descended from monkeys. Do you ever try to pick things up with your feet? No, but I do eat the nits out of the back of Shane's hair. It's gross. I, um, could, I just picked up my watch, and I reckon I could pick up my phone. Yeah, try picking up that drum kit over there, <laughs> monkey boy. No, I can do that with my tail. So on, uh, I think it was Monday night, I went along to the Western Bulldogs function at Eddie Had Stadium. Oh, Did you? I think you were there. Yeah, I uh, might so have seen you on the way. Social event for the uh, social club members of the Western Bulldogs and uh, Eddie Had, and they put on a nice little spread for us. And uh, we watched the seagulls dive in for the food whenever it came out. Oh, my goodness. It was shocking. Ridiculous. There. It was like these people had not seen eaten. No. In like a week. It was like dive on it. But we got a free drink with our little drinks card. And we- Did you get mm. photos with anyone? Uh, I got photos with the, the Premiership Cup, the one and only 1954 Premiership Cup. You got the photo with the cup, me, not a player. Me and the cup. You and the cup. Well, well the players come the and players. go. The cups, yeah. the cups are one, the cups, in a, okay. one in a million for the Bulldogs. Yeah, literally. And was the food all blue, white and red? No. That would- it was, uh, well, it was just gone so quickly. It was, yeah, it was kind of a blur as it went down in an old lady's throat. Okay. Yeah. They dived on it. Party pies or party pies and sausage rolls? Party pies, sausage rolls, spring rolls, that kind of stuff. Nothing too fancy, mm. uh, but it was free, so the, we weren't complaining that much. I think the much. highlight of the night for me, maybe it's not a highlight, but um, how angry the talkers were getting because there was background chatter going on. Yeah, yes. You mentioned, I mentioned the old people were shocking with the food. Okay. The old people sat at the tables and they brought the plate to the table. Keep in mind, though, it was Monday. The pension night is Thursday. <laughs> they probably haven't eaten for probably four Probably it is a little bit close to, a uh, little bit far away from pension day, unfortunately, for them. But um, And their handbags would have been filled with, um, they, they would have taken it home and reheated, I'm sure. Oh, definitely. Last night, you said you said Christmas, you feel like December's here. Yeah, Christmas, Christmas is, here. is happening. The start of Christmas for me is usually uh, the carol service at yes. our old high school, which I enjoy uh, going to most years. And I went there last night. Um, and you would think um, it's a private school that you're going to. 
the students that go have to wear their uniform, which is yep. the blazer and the tie. Yeah. So you would think that you, as a person going, might dress along similar lines. Yeah. General public, you're speaking. Yeah. If Family going, and friends. Yeah. Like it's not just random people; it's all school people yep. that go. Yep. You'd wear a shirt and trousers. Yeah. Which is what I wore, or something half decent. Yeah. I saw someone in the back of um, in the back of the church wearing a basketball singlet. No, that is yes. shocking. Yeah, just a basketball singlet to a carol service in a church. No, and we're talking about Jesus. Jesus shouldn't. Jesus shouldn't have let him Tell in. It's got to be tighter on the doors. Yeah. Jesus's bounces not on the ball that night. Not in that, mate. <laughs> Out you go. Tell you what, though, Jesus was great with the slam dunk. He could slam dunk like a mofo. <laughs> he certainly didn't know how to cross him, too. <laughs> Talking of, um, of Christmassy things and, yes, and yes. getting um, excited for Christmas, um, I had a, um, a, an interesting um, conversation with a cousin today, and she has a couple of children. This could get weird. And she said, well, it was all over Facebook, she's wondering what people think the order of the advent calendar is. Oh, do you what? go 1 to 24? Of course you do. Or do you go 24 downwards so you know how many sleeps there are left? And I can't, I've never thought of the 24 down, but I kind of think it's a good idea. It's a great idea. However, I know when I used to get advent calendars, 24 used to be the biggest box. Uh, so you'd always be mine? building up to the biggest thing. And it'd always be a picture of Santa. Okay. Really? Is yeah. that... I always go 1 to 24. Yep. yep. It's because I like knowing that I'm going to hit 24 and 24 is the big day. Okay. my I, I, I'm a traditionalist. I'd be 1 to 24 as well. My thing was, once she brought up the topic, was maybe you should go 24 to 1 because if you're eating a chocolate every day, by the time you get to 24, you're like, I've actually, this is my 24th chocolate. I've actually eaten 24 chocolates. If you go backwards, you're like, oh, number you two. You don't think you've had 24 chocolates. Oh, I've actually good idea. considered buying 12 advent calendars and having one every year. And then just like skipping the last seven days and saying, look, I've, I've given up chocolate yeah. for a week. And then start again for the next month. Here comes February. One chocolate. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. You get it. <laughs> Two chocolate. <laughs> you get an extra special one on the 14th. So you want to count down to every the month. 24th of every month? Yes, pretty much. Or should they make a... This would, make, this would help kids to know how many days there are in the month. If you made a calendar of chocolate. A chocolate every yeah. month. And yeah. they counted up. To 31, yep. you would know that there were 31 days in January. I'm actually going on a chocolate tour this weekend. Are you? In the city. I was speaking to cho- about someone about chocolate tours the other day um, because the woman that runs it, mental. Yeah? Completely mental. She like, would be. She would just gets, she would just go, oh, hi, how are you? Oh, okay, we're all here for the chocolate tour. All right, so this is what we're going to do today. We're, going to, we're starting here, we're at Max Brenner, and then we're going to go here, 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 here. And then she goes, Aww. okay. So then, and then she runs behind the counter at Max Brenner and says hello to the little man behind there. Okay, so this is what, and she explains this and this and this and this. this. And then just throw, throws chocolates at you and you eat them. And then she eats three or four of them. And, she, and then you, you have about five seconds of, like, enjoying your chocolate. And she goes... Right, we're going on to the next one. I can't Bang, wait. We're off. She's, she's like any good chocolate herself with traces of nuts. Yeah, she is. She's <laughs> mental. And because um, we did it, we went to Max Brenner, we went to Coco Black, we went to... Uh, no, we went from Coco Black to Saatchi, which was a French chocolate maker in mm. Melbourne Central. 
uh, and we cut through Meyer to get there. And you know you, that walkway Meyer has over Little Burke Street? Mm, great walkway. Um, she stopped in the middle of that um, walkway and just goes, oh, right, we have to stop here. And we're all going, what does this have to do with chocolate? And she goes, oh, I just think it's been too long since we've had some chocolate. And she pulls out of her backpack a plastic bag full of Cadbury Fun Sizes. <laughs> she goes, it's just been too long since we had some chocolate. Here, have one of these, have one of these, have one of these. And everyone kind of took one. And then she goes, no, no, have more. And she came around like threw four at me and threw it. God, if she's like this on the chocolate tour, how will she be on the Red Cordial tour? I'm so scared that I'm going to fall into a chocolate um, river yeah. and get sucked into a giant pipe. But if she's anyone, passionate. Any Just as long as you don't get been, drunken. Yeah, that's true. You have to get stretched. Apparently the snozzberries taste like snozzberries. <laughs> now, um, Lauren and Aaron have got on the Hum Night Facebook page and said that they have been on a chocolate tour. Lauren said she went in New Zealand, she went to the Cadbury, Cadbury factory, uh, it was awesome. Heaps of free stuff. Could see how they made everything, but no little orange men. Oh. Yeah, no little oompa loompas. Uh, to see orange men these days, you just have to go out to a nightclub on Chapel Street. Um, Aaron has said that he went in San Francisco. Heaps of fun, but by the end of it, you couldn't have any more sample chocolates. Yeah. It was so full of... Yeah. Full of Samples. chocolates. So thank you, Aaron and uh, Lauren, for telling us there. Um, I think, Brenton, this would be my advice... A bottle of water, definitely. Need to drink a lot of water. And I'd also take some fruit because you get that sickly sweet, you like can. nauseous feeling. And I think if you had just a couple of bites of an apple, that would keep your palate fresh. She might not let you. Do you reckon a day after eating a lot of chocolate, though, do you get like that real stingy bum? <laughs> <laughs> like, it really stings. Uh, no. It doesn't? Are you getting chilly? Confused with chocolate. No, I'm pretty sure it's chocolate. Uh, and that's your next question. Who gives? Who, who gets a stingy bum from chocolate? Stingy. Not stinky, stingy. Like pain. Like, oh, it's splitting apart. My, um... Could you, could you then, if you got the stingy bum, would you, um, <laughs> would you do poo at work? No, I'd be in too much pain. <laughs> because if you need to know how to do a poo at work, um, our good friend Lauren has posted on the Hump Night Facebook page a book um, by uh, Mats and Enzo, How to Poo at Work. Now, if there's one thing I like more than the title is the pictures that go with the book. A little cross-legged. It's fantastic. Imagine two toilet pictures, Catherine, the the stereo sort of type, um, the image, the general image of, of a man and a woman's at, at a toilet. Yeah, now, this is the, the description of the book. Are you sitting comfortably? Then I'll begin. This hilarious book could save your career and get you the keys to the executive washroom. It is the ultimate guide to going to the toilet at work and is filled with practical advice for dealing with all sorts of poop-related problems. What to do if you are ill, a colleague follows you into the bathroom, the flush doesn't work, no paper, no seat, your colleagues arrive, your phone rings, and many more real-life situations that are tough to cope with, all are complemented by useful diagrams. I could have done with something like that. There's also a book, How to Poo on Holiday... Oh, God. Uh, and how to bonk at work, which we'll talk about next week in our bonking special. Um, <laughs> how? Pre-Christmas bonking. Pre-Christmas so, bonking special. Some people are actually really paranoid about pulling it. Yeah, some Other people people's won't do it. Some will say never. Some, some do it before they leave home. How can you, how can you do that? You How can you just switch it on? Like, I'm just going to do it now and you then not till 3.30. I, I'm pretty really? regular. Yeah. Nah, I I'm, can't. I'm almost to the to the minute now. Really? Almost to the minute. When you wake up. No, 7.30. Really? Oh. Mm. 
7.40. Gross. Are you You're trying to gross. like raise Wait, what, me so like... What, didn't you say 7.40? I said 7.30. Oh, okay. And you well, said 7.40 like it was like an, I'm at an auction. Yeah, I feel like I'm 7.50. <laughs> when do you leave for work? 7.33. Oh, so you, so you poo at work? As soon as I get there. Oh, all right. I drop it go. out. You set the standard for the day. I do. you got to start the day clear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that's clear, what you got to do. As uh, Confucius say, clear bottom, clean mind. <laughs> Well, when's the clean mind going to get there, Brenton? That's the question. Um, I might buy this for one of you for uh, for Christmas. Kath, you're curious really about like toilets. I know you how to poo at work. Oh, look, I have no hesitations about pooing at work or pooing anywhere. I need a poo, I need a poo. What Me about too. if you've got a stingy bum? Well, I don't think I would have a stingy bum because I don't eat hot and spicy things. No, you don't have to, Catherine. You just have to oh, no, eat a lot, I think of cho- a lot of chocolate. I'm going to say, Catherine, get an advent calendar, eat all 24 in one day, and then tell me how you feel the next day when you go to the toilet. Does it have to be advent calendar chocolate? Because pretty much advent calendar chocolate that's is crap. rubbish, and that's why you've got a pooey bum. No, even the fancy stuff will do it to you, I guarantee. Uh, so if you ate a whole lot of lint balls, you'd still have a stingy bum. Tell you what, not stingy. only would they not come out lint balls... <laughs> You once ate a whole bag of blue M&M's. And that changed the colour. Oh, yeah, I remember. Remember that? Oh, goodness. Old listeners of WinFM's The Grapevine will remember the time when M&M's used to uh, put all the one colour inside the same bag and I just ate all the blue ones and then the next day you get... It was like... Did you have a chilli bum then? No, not chilli bum. It was just different colour. I ate once a whole... You know the fundraising boxes of chocolate? Yeah. I once ate a whole box of bounties. Yeah. Before (laughs) I went on stage for the musical and spewed like literally as I was walking up the stairs to go on stage. Like there was the pre... Just before the audience gets like kind of warm up, pump up thing. Um, And I missed that because I was spewing. But then oh. you're great you know, for the show. Oh, perfect for the show. Perfect. For the show. It was what um it was what people have um people recently I've heard the term tactical vomit. Oh. And it's usually oh. referred to when you're drinking. Yes. You know to get you get to that point you're yeah. drinking. I'll throw up now and then I can keep drinking. Yeah. I threw up that box of bounties so that I could keep eating throughout the You've, show. You had a pack of M and M's to yeah. get into. That is disgusting. I don't drink, but I'll eat vomit. Some, if I'll, some eat vomit. I'll eat vomit. <laughs> Start all over again. I'll eat vomit. Keep eating. Some call it bulimia. I call it a tactical vomit. <laughs> but I hate. I hate. I hate vomiting. Oh, it's one of the worst things. It is gross. Um, we were speaking of chili earlier. My um, my brother is working as a doctor in an emergency department. So he'd have a few cases of. He this. has a few cases of poo and vomit and um, and some interesting things. And he was telling me recently, he had a woman come to emergency, complaining that her hands were stinging because she'd been cutting up chilies. She sat in the emergency department for probably four hours. And he said that perhaps her hands were like a little bit burnt. Um, oh, I, that's the word he used, burnt. I think, you know, the chilies had kind of stung her hands a bit. Mm. And he said, did you take any painkillers when you're at home? Oh, no, I just, ca- I just came into the hospital. If your hands were stinging from chilies, what would you do? You'd wash them, you'd stop yeah. bloody cutting the chilies, and you'd take a Panadol, would you not? No, I'd do anything but scratch myself. (laughs) (laughs) Now, she drove all the way and sat in an emergency. People are stupid. People are stupid and they don't think. Hmm. Anyway, uh, Izzy has told us something on the poo and toilet, foreign toilet line. He says, "Friends uh, friends of ours 
who have a caravan have a rule where when there's a barbecue at their caravan and there's drinking involved, no one can take a poo in their ensuite, which of course is luxury for a caravan to have an ensuite. Yeah. Uh, one night someone got real pissed and did take a shit in there. She thought she could spray lots of Glen 20. We know all about Glen 20. To mask the smell, she accidentally picked up the shaving foam and <gasps> spread it all over the ensuite. Ah, that is brilliant. What, were they is he more angry about the poo or the shaving cream? Because the shaving cream, they could be more angry about and wouldn't, wouldn't even realise that someone had pooed in their toilet. All you needed was a bit of red and you've got like a Neapolitan ice cream going on in that this is suite. true. Now, the book, How to Poo at Work, says it has lots of helpful diagrams. Mm-hmm. At um, the WinFM studio, uh, which is at Victoria University, where we used to be on hump night, um, they used to have diagrams on the back of the toilet door. <laughs> and the diagrams were pretty much how to use the, um, how to use the toilet. So it told you not to squat on the floor next to the toilet. <laughs> that was a great one. No, what it tells you, walk in, one diagram is sit down. The next diagram is pull the toilet paper. Third diagram is flush. Fourth is... Hand wash. Wash hands. Dump. Then it has the big crosses. Um, One is a cross through, don't squat on the floor next to the toilet and shit there. (laughs) That's great. Another one is don't put... Don't squat on top of the toilet. Yeah. So don't put your feet on the seat. And hover above the toilet and squat and shit. They don't want skid marks from your shoes on the bowl, on the, on the, uh, on the um, seat. Uh, on the rim. Skid yeah. Marks. Anyway, what about no reverse kanga? Yes, that was my favourite. No, yeah, no no turning around the wrong way yeah. for the easy for the easy flushability. To hug the bowl. Chris, chocolate um, is a big, big gift given at Christmas. Now, you um, both work in um, the education system. Possibly. And... Um, Typically, people who work in the education system get a lot of presents from yes. people they may be working with in the education yes. system. Um, I'll let you know right now, I'm up to five boxes. Yeah, okay. I was going to ask, uh, how many boxes of chocolates have you gotten? Five out of six. And are they all roses because they're on sales at Coles? Oh, they're on sale they? at Coles? <laughs> no, no, they range from... Are they, did, you get, did, you get any, did you get any Whitman samplers? <laughs> yeah, Whitman, Whitman samplers. They're fantastic. I'll say my favourite is Cadbury's, but I've had one of those. And then there's been the fancy brands I still don't know the names of. Maybe Hague's is another one. Hague's is good. good. You got Hague's. Yeah. Gee, they didn't buy that from Coles. No. But, um, yeah, definitely five out of six. That's, that's what, percentage of uh, 83%? Bang. Good. Chocolate. Now, last year, uh, I worked at a a different place to this year, Mm. um, and I don't drink, but generally for male workers in the education profession, they don't know what to buy. Yeah. So generally a bottle of red wine is a pretty standard thing. Yeah. So I said to my kids, I don't drink. Yeah. So they don't buy. Yeah. And the teacher next door said, I don't like chocolate for her kids. But in the end, we ended up with wine and chocolate. So we just swapped. Perfect. I got her boxes of chocolate. She got my bottles of wine. uh, And we have thoroughly enjoyed both of them. And you ended up with 47 boxes of chocolates that you're still eating. I think I'm still going through them. You can have have like chocolate tours and wine tours and beer tours and that. But what kind of tour would you like to do, Kath? A sampling. Yeah, like anything at all. Like, it could be undies. It okay, could be... it's a bit weird. I'd say a wedding dress because... Wedding dress? We've, we've, I think we 
we've spoken about this. Like, it is every girl's dream to go wedding dress shopping. Really? Yep, just to try them on and feel yeah, like a princess. Generally, though, you get married to do that. Could, oh, no, it's just trying would, on dresses. Would this be a little bit like um, bridesmaids with the, the dodgy curry? No dodgy curry. But, but so you'd like to go on a on a bra, on a wedding dress tour, yeah, or like Melbourne. a formal dress tour, like just go and try on Hot beautiful dresses. dresses like Alana Hill and um, schmancy dresses, and get your photo taken with the fancy dress. Yeah, yeah, schmancy dresses. I think uh, that would be amazing sampling. What tour, what tour would the listeners like to go on? What would they like to sample hmm. on a tour around? You know, could be around Melbourne, could be around wherever. Brenton, what would you go on? Or I wouldn't mind um, a bit like a, a game expo, I guess. But just you, you sort of go around and just sample all the little games, like you know. Oh yeah, old old school, old school Nintendo. Not like going to different um, outlets of Time Zone. Not not Time Zone, no, not at all. But like you know, you, you, we're talking like old school Nintendo, Super oh, Nintendo, yeah. Sega. Because when you go to a game expo, I they don't have the old ones. They don't have the old ones. They've got all the brand spanking new yeah. stuff that's too fancy and I don't want to play it. That could be a uh, that could be a question that you could put to your game Oz counterparts, Keegan okay. and Shane, as to uh, whether the, if there were any old games at the uh, at the EB Games Expo that they went to earlier. I reckon there could be a retro gamers um, expo and it would go off. Maybe Game Oz could run one. Game, well, I'll have to speak to our production manager and yeah, business manager. And if you are else. listening out there and you are into games, um, then you should get onto the Game Oz podcast. If you search... Um, Actually, if you po- post the link right now, just, and don't right even now. say any words to it, just say Game Oz. Because that was yeah. the most effective status I've, I've done all year. So, before I say, Anton, I don't think has realised that it's not a demonstration... Of the things. So you're not going to a place and seeing how they make chocolate. You're sampling different chocolates. Yeah, and you wouldn't go and watch people play games. No. You'd go and play the games. Play. So I wouldn't mind a little kiosk in the background where there's like, I don't know, there's like little Japanese men hammering the game together like they did back in the 80s. True. So I think Anton's <laughs> missed the point when he said he'd like to do a dildo sampling tour. Oh, God. <laughs> How's that feel? How's that feel? How's that feel? Yeah, so I don't know how many different kinds of dildos anton would like to sample but um that's his choice and Each what he does own. with his <laughs> with his own hands and bits and pieces is totally up to him but uh i think i think he's just a little bit missed the point of, uh, of what we're getting at there. what tool would you like to go on lee please do not say bathrooms of mcdonald's or starbucks oh. well anton took mine to be honest um but uh, I don't know. Princey, you've put this on me. It's not even on the board. I'm not really it would be pretty amazing. Maybe it's Bogan's. So that's on the board. <laughs> it would be pretty amazing to do like a, a, rate, a car. Like if you could just drive any car. Oh, I'll just take I'd this one a, for a spin. I'd do a car test driving. Yeah. yeah. Around the city and test drive this car and that car. And, uh, yeah. What if there was a racetrack somewhere and they had like 50 different types of cars and you can just, you know, yeah. drive one Burn around the out. track. Bang. 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 Uh, Izzy has said that there was a... Um, an ex- exhibition of old games at Fed Square a few years ago. I did go along to that, and it was very good. Yes, but I think you're thinking a more regular thing. I'm Would you thinking, think, like, in every couple of years, I think uh, people get together and play them? Yeah, look, yeah. Well, I'm thinking every weekend. Okay. A crazy every woman. Weekend. A crazy Whoa. woman takes you on a tour. <sighs> uh, a joke this week reminded me of the headline that we're going to talk about. Now, the joke goes, um, a young... Girl, not young girl. Young lady is working as a prostitute. Oh, uh, I hope she's a lady. 
there is a crime that happens in the brothel. Okay. And so they take all the prostitutes out of the brothel and line them up to the police van to interview each one of them. Yeah. And as she's standing there on the street, the um, her grandmother comes past and she doesn't want her grandmother to know that she's a prostitute. So she has to come up with some quick story when her grandmother says to her, what are you lining up for? So she says, oh, 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 I'm lining up uh, because they're giving out free oranges out of the van. And so the grandma goes, oh, oh I like oranges. I'll, I'll line up and <laughs> get oranges as well. Um, and then, the, you know, another policeman's walking up and down the line and, sh- and he sees this old lady um, and he says, oh, man, you're, you're so old. How, how do you do it? And she says, oh, it's easy. I just take my teeth out and suck them dry. No! <laughs> So the headline for this week is uh, Man's Shock When Prostitute Turns Out to Be His Daughter. What? This is from from heraldsun.com.au on uh, the 2nd of December. So you know it's real. A man got more than he bargained for when a prostitute he ordered to his hotel room turned out to be his daughter. (gasps) The Huffington Post reports that Zimbabwean Titus Nkube decided to employ a sex worker as he was having marital marital difficulties, but collapsed in shock when his daughter, 20, turned up. She fled after Nkube collapsed and is reportedly no longer working in the sex industry, but planning to go back to school. On hearing the news, Nkube's wife said, if it were not for my children, I could have divorced him a long time ago. And now, probably because of his daughter, she he will. can divorce her. If, if he um, passed out in shock when it was his daughter, what would his reaction have been if it was his wife? Like, what do you think he's worth? Oh, oh, definitely your daughter. You'd have Could to you cheat on your wife with your wife? <laughs> I don't know. But is it is it considered cheating if you order a prostitute and it's your wife and you root her? Uh, is it is it immoral to pay your partner for it? <laughs> we um we apparently when we are downloaded or um we come up as explicit. I don't material? how. Yeah, I don't know what would put it as explicit. No, what would tip us over the edge? Maybe it's the word. Vagina. Or <laughs> well, maybe it's the word. Uh, cock. Cock. <laughs> or the fuck word that I said before. Oh, that's just terrible. Speaking of cocks, I actually learnt something else today. I just realised. I hope really? it's about roosters because that's the best segue. Do you know, I was wondering, I had a conversation with a lady the other day. Do chickens... Do the eggs come out their vajayjays or their poo holes? Do you know chickens do not have vajayjays and the egg comes out their anus? They have a one hole. Only one hole? Oh, you've got they three. Call it a, and they call it a cloaca. <laughs> yes. Everything comes out of one hole. Yeah. Multitasking. Can you? Do they have a clit? <laughs> Spelt with a Q. So, so the it comes out the asshole and then the cock sprays on it and then it's a chicken. No, I believe the um, the cock would spray on it up it and then it comes out and fertilised. Really? Yes. Because there's two types of eggs. I thought fertilised and unfertilised. You know, but I thought it laid it and then it fertilised it. No. I oh. thought that too. So no. the cock has to get up in there. Get up in there, fertilise it, or come out with a chicken side. And it'll shit it out. And that's why farms get this. Now, oh, this keep is a the, fact. That's why farms keep the cock separate. They do. So then you, you know that you're going to eat an egg made for baking, not yes. one that has a thing inside it. Because if, it's just... If the cock gets through the fence, then you're in all sorts of trouble. <laughs> oh, well, I've learned that before. <laughs> Last week we talked about married life. Kath, you saw on a show uh, 
uh, uh, virgins getting married. Yes. Uh, and virgin their kiss was diaries. very awkward. It was very awkward. Oh, it was on the Virgin Diaries. It was. When's Tell that show coming it? out, Catherine? I don't know exactly when it's coming out. It may not be the Virgin Diaries. It could be an equivalent of it. I think that might be an English show or an no. American. No, it is a Virgin Diaries. Definitely. Not. Um, a couple had decided to not only wait um, to make love for the first time until they got married. They didn't even kiss. How do you do that? What's the ingredients? Do you churn it up? Do yeah. Add it in, and whenever you stir it, you have to say like so. Yeah, just stir it in like so. so. Um, Here's one I prepared earlier. What do you mean you prepared it earlier? I thought this was their first time. Uh, um, they needed to add a lot of spices to that, I reckon. If they're waiting till, uh, oh yeah, got to try before you buy. I think. Oh, um, They waited. Much yourself go there. They waited even to kiss. So their first kiss was after I do, and it was honestly like two twelve-year-olds going in for the first time. They practically mauled each other, and it was so embarrassing. And it's up all over the internet. Don't. Wouldn't you be absolutely mortified to have your first kiss on national TV? I'd absolutely be mortified because it would be shit. And shit. I think um I think take what you can get if you're that if you're that long waiting. Bang! Who cares if there's a Straight camera in. watching? Yeah, who's there? Who cares? Let's go. Now Perhaps. I said bang a lot tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um now, Kath, we then talked about friends of ours um who had waited. Yes. And weren't going to have sex before marriage, but had done everything but. Yes. And Kath, you said... Oh. (laughs) Putting you on the spot. You said more than old. Okay. The question's there, Kath. So, we said that um, there are... uh, Okay, I said... (laughs) There were friends that waited until they uh, were married before they did the deed, but... They had got, I'm sure, to third base many, many times. They'd just never hit a home run. I think third base is much more intimate than a home run. Hang on. You have to explain to me what's mouth third on, base. Mouth on bits, Brenton. Mouth no. on bits. Oh. <laughs> so you think that's more intimate? I think the oral sex. I think oh. oral sex is more intimate and more intrusive <laughs> no, no, I, <laughs> than... Sex itself. No, look, I'm going to say... Now, I'll, I'll be the devil's advocate here. I could go either way on this. <laughs> oh, this could go anywhere. You haven't sat on the fence for a while. Um, I've sat on plenty else. <laughs> um, I understand where you're coming from, Kat. Yeah. I don't understand where she's coming from, to be no, honest. Because you have to get literally up close and personal with the bit. Yeah. Yeah. You can see the bit, you can smell the bit. You oh! the bit. You're pretty much using so all your senses. It's, it's for... Including your sixth sense if it's with a dead person. <laughs> um, it's four senses. Yeah. Um, it's four senses of intimacy. It is. Whereas the, the, the penetration... Mm. Is really one sense, but unless I, you're p- particularly I, loud about it. I, I tend to describe. I imagine that there'd be um, some some sort of um, such a communication interaction going on. So you, it's like a whole sensual experience, potentially. See, my other my reason for the other side of the coin, the penetration being the more. I wouldn't say it's more intimate. I'd say it's more of a big deal. Yes. I love how we throw massive words into a very vague <laughs> discussion. <laughs> because it's um, 
there are there are more, there's plenty of things that have been in or near your mouth. That's true. Yep. Like when you're a kid, you'll eat anything. Yep. You'll Worms. eat a snail. You'll eat a dirt. Yep. You'll eat a peg off yep. the clothesline. Yep. You've eat, eaten food. Yep. Um, you've had fingers in your mouth. Yep. You've had a microphone in your mouth, cat. Yep. But it's different yes. in your bajinga. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's less that's been in there, most likely, by the time you get the home run. So you're saying... So it's more... You're saving, essentially, you're saving that bit. So like, like, the mitt hasn't caught... Has never caught the ball. Like, the mitt's only caught the ball a couple of times. While guy in third base, he's been catching balls forever. Different types of balls. I've got no idea what you're talking about. I don't know about. what you're talking about. The mitt at home base hasn't caught a ball the before. The mitt at home just base. Been, just been, like... Hit with your hand to kind of loosen it up a bit in preparation for the ball. You said try before you buy before. Are there nine other people sitting on the sideline waiting for their turn? <laughs> now, we have asked on the Hump Night Facebook page what you do when you are naked. Woo! And uh, Winston put shower. Christina said clean the shower. Really? Yeah, I clean the shower naked. What if you spill bleach? Then it's better on me than on my clothes. Bleach on your jo- on your bare skin. Yeah, it doesn't burn that. Do you much. Bleach sing in like the crazy? Why don't you power? Why not wind Windex in that shower? That's power? not that's shower not real clean. Domestos. Domestos. And yeah, stuff. You got to be careful with it. Naked, really? I clean the shower naked, and it's usually the shower is usually and will be tomorrow the starting point of my housework. So because I'm naked to do the shower, I'll like do all the housework naked. Really? Which is okay now that I've got blinds and fences, but we're in the and new house. you're not house. at your parents' house anymore. <laughs> in the new house, when we just moved in and didn't have fences, I was in the laundry filling up the mop bucket when the cleaner was come to clean the house next door, and I'm sure she copped an eyeful. I'm sure she copped an eyeful oh of, God. of me as the next door neighbour. But I'll do most of the housework naked. Georgia has said that she hangs the washing out naked. Wow. And she shocked, She once shocked her elderly neighbour who was fixing his roof at the time. Oh, that I was going to say, she'd be shocked when she hung her own boobs up. Some, <laughs> something something <laughs> might have put that old man suddenly off balance and he's fallen off the roof. No wonder that house next door's for sale. <laughs> so, Brenton, is the only time you offer to help the uh, the chores is when Christina's off to, to clean the shower. Off oh, to clean the shower. Uh, do you need a hand? <laughs> yeah. Do you need, do um, any assistance? Now, we discussed sleeping naked a few weeks ago. Yes. yes. Last night, I don't know when, at what time or how it happened, my shirt just disappeared. What? <laughs> I woke up. Was Christina involved? No. Oh, okay. Uh, no, it was gone. What? I don't so know you when. went to bed with it on? Yes. And then you woke up and it was off? Gone. Have you found it? It was beside the bed. Dude, you do things in your sleep. You took it off. Yes, I have to have. There's no other logical explanation other than um, some creep got in and did it to me. I think you just took Which it off. It's a very logical. I wore gloves. You won't even know it's me. I'm thinking you <laughs> were hot. Gentle. Why did you take his top off? <laughs> Sometimes Weird. you wake up and, and have done funny things in the night. Like, Tonight. Like completely turn the... the Doona around and, and you've ended up like this way on the bed instead of that way. I um, be great playing funny I, ended up, I woke up at some point and only had one pillow. And then I woke up at a little bit of a later point and realised that I'd folded the pillow in half and put it upways <laughs> between Shane and I. <laughs> like in between our pillows. So there was like a double thickness of half a pillow wall 
between Shane and I. He was wow. frisky in the night and I wanted to move him on. But Shane, <laughs> I've also woken up in the night and Shane has been punching me in the kidneys in his sleep. Really? Yeah. Domestic violence. Yeah, domestic violence in his sleep. Australia says no. I'm a big sleep talker, and I actually stirred the other night when Jeff said, you have to shut up and go to sleep. <laughs> he said I was talking for about half an hour in my sleep, and by the time <laughs> I sat up and I and I actually kind of became conscious when he said, you need to shut up and go to sleep. And I was like, I'm not, oh, yeah. And I just remember that bit. So what are you talking about? He got about? really angry. I talk, like I have a, a bit of a conversation, chat, chat, chat Do about anything. you rehearse anything. the hump night? <laughs> that could be really weird you, discussion. Do you spread rumours about people? No. I'm a bit worried I might you, say if something. If you ever had an affair, mm. you need to be careful. I know. I know. I'd be, imagine if you be like talking make, in my sleep. You talk, if you mention all the hotels that you'd had you'd be sex like, in. Well, uh, Brenton, uh, penetration. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do naked? Get onto the Hump Night Facebook page and uh, post there and tell us what you do in your birthday suit. Now, uh, Kath, do you want to talk about bogans? Well, I just had a little bit of an interesting story um, that at one of the schools, um, I work at a school as well, and um, I was running a little session um, with a girl in um, the area of Melton, and we were discussing how um, two items can be related. So, for example, glue and sticky tape, um, they're both used for sticking, but they're different because we're kind of doing similarities and differences, those kind of things. Then sure. I, we were discussing um, sneakers and slippers, and she couldn't work out how they were similar and different. And I said, well, where do you wear sneakers? Outside. Where do you wear slippers? She said, outside. I said, no, inside. She said, but mum wears them outside. Mum wears them down the street. I didn't know what to say. I can't believe I set that up. Mum wears them mum out. Mum wears slippers outside. Mum wears mum them wears down. inside. Oh, I think well, mum is very versatile. bogan as one word and uh, scummer as another. <laughs> How are they similar and different? Whoa. Thank you for uh, arriving before me, Catherine. Pleasure. Thank you, Brenton. I also arrived before you. You did. Uh, and it's not set unusual. Up the, uh, <laughs> set up the, um, the pump-up music. So thank you all for listening. Um, we will be back next week at 9pm, so make sure you get onto that. Get onto the Hump Night podcast on iTunes. And um, you can get all of the best bits of this week, last week, and the bits before that. And if you're going to order a prostitute, make sure you're not related to them. Yes. Spe- specifically request an age that your children are not. <laughs> if you know your eldest daughter is 20, ask for a 21-year-old prostitute. <laughs> and different ethnicities it will also help. Yes. Can I have a black 21-year-old, please? Because I have a white 20-year-old daughter. <laughs> You've been listening to Hump Night on Ustream. Uh, Merry Christmas. Enjoy the festive Merry Christmas. Season. We're not done. Well, we'll I, just the, I just saw the Christmas We'll picture. be back next week. That is a great we'll Christmas picture. We'll be back next picture. week. Thanks for listening. See you later.